Hello and good morning, good evening, or whatever time of the day it is and wherever you find yourself. I want to welcome you to Following the Way. We are a brand new podcast that is also streaming on YouTube and we are so excited that you're with us and that you are watching this. We are a podcast that is devoted to the examination of scripture and Christ-centered practices to help us live in devotion to the way of Jesus as revealed in scripture. And so, um, want to invite you, if you're watching this on YouTube, to subscribe to our channel. Also want to invite you to uh, click the little notification bell. That will uh, give you alerts whenever we post new material. And we would love for you to join us as we dig into scripture and as we live our lives uh, seeking to follow and abide with Jesus. And so to begin this, we are going to look at Romans 8. Uh, we, I want to uh, divide over the next number of days, I want to divide Romans 8 into small um, bite-sized kind of chunks and look at it um, and what it says about living in the life of the Spirit now, living in resurrection life. This comes uh, on the heels of a message that we uh, heard this last Sunday in our church uh, that talked about the astonishing reality of resurrection life, which is both a future reality, but is also a present state for those of us in Jesus. And so I want to look at the beginning of Romans 8 to begin. We're going to look at the first eight verses and break them down a little bit and what it what it reveals to us about this new life that we have in Christ. And I'm going to try and look at the camera as much as I can, but um, recognizing too that this is um, a podcast first and foremost. We are posting it to YouTube uh, to have another platform. But uh, so I'll try to keep my uh, gaze here a bit, but I'll also be um, looking down at times, reading and, and looking at notes and that sort of thing. So no, no secrets here. I want to read uh, Romans 8 verses 1 to 8. There is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. For the law of the spirit of life has set you free in Christ Jesus from the law of sin and death. For God has done what the law, weakened by the flesh, could not do. By sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh and for sin, he condemned sin in the flesh in order that the righteous requirements of the law might be fulfilled in us who walk not according to the flesh, but according to the spirit. For those who live according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh. But those who live according to the Spirit set their minds on the things of the Spirit. For to set the mind on the flesh is death, but to set the mind on the Spirit is life and peace. For the mind that is set on the flesh is hostile to God, for it does not submit to God's law. Indeed, it cannot. Those who are in the flesh cannot please God. So this passage ultimately looks at life in the spirit or life in the flesh. Life in the flesh that is bound up uh, and restricted to the law of sin and death or life in the spirit, which is life in Christ and is freedom in Christ and all that goes with that. Now, where we come to here in Romans 8, the context is that the Apostle Paul, who's writing this, has been in the last two chapters, Romans 6 and 7, 
unpacking what it means to die to sin, what it means to uh, to die with Christ. Uh, he talks about baptism, but then he also talks about the reality of putting to death sin and its temptation in our lives and its control in our lives. And he's real about the struggles in that, in himself. And so that leads him into Romans 8 and him saying that, that definitive statement to begin, there is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus, because we have the law of the spirit of life that has set us free from the law of sin and death. And so that is massively important point in this. I, I began um, memorizing Romans 8 many years ago, actually. And this is a, just an interesting sort of tidbit. Uh, we, I was in a Bible, Bible school one-year program called the King's Commission. And one of the requirements of that program was that we had to memorize this entire chapter over the course of the school year. And so uh, we, we soaked ourselves in Romans 8 for a lot of that year and digesting it over and over again. And so this, this passage has... Um, really a lot of meaning to me and uh, I guess I would say I, would, I feel sentimental towards it. But what, what, do we, what do we mean by this living in the flesh? And when it talks here about how Jesus uh, dealt with this for us, we, we see here that Jesus' death was a sacrificial death, that he condemned sin in the flesh. Not that he actually had sinful flesh, but that he took on its likeness, it said. He was without sin, but he, he took on this sin. He knew what it was like to die for this sin in order to set us free so that now there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. And so we have this... Um, sort of contrast here, this massive contrast, if you will, between the law of sin and death and the law of the spirit and living in the spirit. And so the law is, you know, is, is referring to the law of Judaism and sin offerings, but it also, it's, it's referring to rules and it's following to following morality and following a list of things to try and achieve goodness and righteousness in ourselves through behaviors and through acting certain ways and making ourselves acceptable either to ourselves or before God. And, and we, we, we try to do that. And that, that's impossible. That, that's what these verses say. It is absolutely impossible to do that. We have to live by the Spirit. We walk differently in Christ, remarkably differently actually by the Spirit. And so what we also see here is that there's only two ways to live. There's no third or fourth or fifth option or kind of sort of in between. It's either you live and walk according to the flesh or you live and walk according to the spirit. And both those ways of walking and living have very definitive things attached to them. And so he, interestingly enough, Paul, when he begins to unpack this and talk about this, he begins with the mind for us. He says it, it, involves the mind. It, it involves what we set our minds to, which means that that setting our minds means what we hold to, what we ponder. It's a present and an active uh, engagement on our part. And so it speaks of how we live or that how what we're thinking about and our mind having a direct impact on how we live, how we think, how we act, how we behave, how we react. And so 
Uh, Dallas Willard, actually, he's written a wonderful book called Renovation of the Heart. I've been uh, going through it the last few months, just chewing on it and, and digesting it. And it's it's rich and profound and deep. And at some point, actually, I might do uh, a little bit of unpacking of that book here on, on this podcast. But it, he says in that book, he talks about transforming the mind. And he says, it is in our thoughts that the first movements toward renovation of the heart begin. It begins in our minds. And it's amazing. He, he goes on to talk about how we have the power to select what we allow our minds to dwell on. That's, that's an amazing uh, ability for, of us in the human race. And so we have the ability and, and the, uh, the choice of, of whether we have vast amounts of reality or even non-reality before us operating in our minds. And we choose what are those things that we dwell upon and allow to dwell in our, our minds. And so we either choose to dwell on things of the flesh, setting our minds to the things that will lead us into very unhealthy places in our lives, or we choose to live and to set our minds on life in the spirit, to set our minds on life and peace. Later in, in Romans 14, uh, verse 17 Paul goes a little bit deeper with this and he says that the kingdom of God is a matter of righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. And so he's connecting this again of living in the Spirit, setting our minds of the things of the Spirit, and it's life and peace and righteousness and peace and joy. And the flesh, on the other hand, is death or it's hostility to God. It does not submit to God. In fact, it cannot. It's it's all about self. It's all about focusing on self. We cannot please God in that state, it says here in these verses. And so as we come to an end here, I just, I want to, I guess, wrap this up by saying this short little devotional that the battle for our minds is real. What we consume, what we fill our thoughts with. And in this time of self-isolation and in this time of this pandemic where we are um, more cooped up and we have the ability to digest a lot, that, that becomes a very pertinent question for us. What are we digesting? What are we focusing on? What are we allowing our minds to focus on and dwell upon in these days? It's, it's actually, though, on the other hand, an incredible opportunity to ingest and to digest and to partake of just the wonders of God and his word and putting that into ourselves during this time. And, and, going to new places and new depths with the Lord in our minds. And so I want to want to um, conclude by just talking about the way forward. Where do we go uh, with this? How do we set our minds on the things of the Spirit? I want to read another quote from Dallas Willard uh, from his book, Renovation of the Heart, that really stuck with me. He says there, The intention to be formed is to have the great God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, a constant presence in our mind, crowding out every false idea or destructive image, all misinformation about God, and every crooked inference or belief. Thus, it is the intention to use divinely powerful weapons for the destruction of fortresses, the destruction of those fortresses in our minds. We are destroying speculations and every lofty thing raised up against the knowledge of God and taking every thought captive to the obedience of Christ. And that, uh, that comes from 2 Corinthians 10 verses 3 to 5, that we actually, it's about battle. We're, we're taking every thought captive to Christ, not some thoughts, not just little things, but 
every single thought that would seek to live by the flesh and not by the spirit. We put those things to death. We take them captive under the authority of Jesus. And we also choose to set our minds on the things of the spirit. And I want to read us something from Colossians. I, I think that Paul um, was probably writing here to the, to the Colossians and probably thinking also about what he wrote in Romans. He says there in Colossians 3, If then you have been raised with Christ, seek the things that are above where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things that are above, not on things that are on earth. It's about having a heavenly perspective, getting our minds set on the things of Christ, the things of the Spirit, dwelling on those things, putting his word into us, seeking, having that life of prayer. And so to conclude, I want to just take us through a bit of an exercise here and invite you to quiet your heart and to quiet your mind and to, um, to put ourselves before the Lord. Holy Spirit, we want to ask right now that those things that are seeking to have influence in our minds, that are seeking to build up fortresses in our minds that are not of you and taking us to places that are not of you and are not uh, the way of you, Holy Spirit. We want to right now, we want to give those things over to you, Lord. And we ask right now, even as we are in these moments that you would reveal to us those things and in in the coming hours and days as well, Lord, that we would submit those things to you. And so as we are in these next few moments, I want to encourage you to release those things to the Lord. Give them to the Lord. Holy Spirit, we take every thought that is not of you and not of Christ and we bring it under the authority and to a and to obedience to Jesus. And we choose today to set our minds on things that are above, things that are rooted in God, things that are rooted in his kingdom and in his goodness. We set our minds to live by the Spirit. We thank you, Holy Spirit. We thank you that you teach us and you lead us into all truth. And we receive that for our lives today. I want to thank you for joining us on this initial podcast, Following the Way. So glad that you're with us. Again, I want to invite you to subscribe to our YouTube channel to click the notification bell to get alerts of when we post new videos. And we look forward to seeing you again. Blessings, my friends. Thank you.